1: you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
2: Are we ready?
3: I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Romy. With Rami.
1: The the Bumba clock continues to count up to 268, gentlemen. Jake Cave went deep twice more today. Jake Cave was like, why is he even a major leaguer two weeks ago? And now he's hit like 50 home runs in the month of August. I just saw his numbers in August the other day. I think it's like 40. Wow. He is is (laughs) ridiculously hot in the month of August. Yeah. Jake Cave. So what's going on with that, though? Who needs Byron Buxton? TikTok, what do you mean by that? I mean, we're giving away money around here. And it's getting real. fight. Oh, Vi- I'll, I'll the, take some. The, the The Minnesota Twins are leading 10-3 over the White Sox today. They have three more home runs. And that puts them, I believe, at 261. So seven home runs away from setting a new Major League record. And uh, just real quick, cheap plug here. Not cheap plug, actually. Because if it's a grand slam, if home run number 268 is a grand slam, and you correctly identify who that player is, at minimum you're entered to win a thousand dollars. If it's a Grand Slam, fifty thousand dollars. Download the Scornorth mobile app, it's free. Register with your name and email and enter via listener rewards and you got a chance to win fifty thousand dollars. It's the Bombus Away for fifty K challenge. And the twins, I felt like, oh maybe like by the end of next week. Eh there's there's seven away right now with might some games against the Tigers the coming up. It yeah. might be Friday at this rate. So yeah, I mean Saturday. They've hit seven home runs in a game this year. Who do you pick now though?
4: Like Jake
2: like Cave. Which player would you pick? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not saying it was ever simple, but Jake Cave is now.
4: Act- I think you, I think you play the numbers game and you ask yourself who
1: has the highest home run per at bat rate. I would almost maybe go the other way because you're also trying to Analyze, you're also still. trying to out out-chance the other people that are entering, and so if like that's true, fifty yeah. percent of people are picking Nelson Cruz, and you're in a pool with. But if if ten people pick Jake Cave, and Jake Cave is red hot, you might. I think Jake Cave might be the value pick here. Scope. You're Somebody saying scope? Uh, scope? With the way he's done, yeah. he's okay. got what Maybe. five and, scope five and four games going in. What about play? Luis Arise! He Arise. has like five home runs in his professional life. He's been slumping a little bit of late, huh?
4: Yeah, he's down to three thirty-five. Yeah, it's way down to 335. <laughs> did Did you
2: boys see though that that we already have a Minnesota Twins home run record set today? Road
1: home runs, yes. Well, broke. yeah, go go down that path here. The
2: Twins broke a major league record for most home runs on the road, getting back-to-back homers in the third from what was it Cave and Crone? In the third to get up to 140 on the season, okay. and and then Cave, as you mentioned, Phil, homer again in the seventh with another solo blast to right field off. Former friend of the show, Hector Santiago. How is he still employed?
1: Good for Hector, man. That dude's making... I mean, what's the veteran's minimum? That dude's probably making a million dollars to lift up for the White Sox, man. I'm not
4: mad at him at all. Go get that money, man. man. Good
1: for him. What a country. It is. God bless America. Yeah, he did strike out four in two innings today. So here's a question. So we let off the Scorner Twin Show with Glenn Perkins today at noon on this very stage from the State Fair. And, And Glenn threw it to Derek for a take Derek Derek said guys I've got a take let's start the show with my take okay (laughs) okay and Derek said it would be foolish for the twins to start Jose Barrios today rather than just letting him have an extra day or two of rest clearly he's not the same guy he was before uh, August let him rest a day extra and let him pitch against the Tigers and and see if he can get back on track so Jose Barrios goes six innings today Seven hits, a couple of the walks, so... And I think as he was walking dominant. off
4: the mound, he said, shut up, Derek Wetmore. <laughs> I, think wow. I, I think I read his lips, and that's what he said.
1: But it was six innings. It was three earned runs. He did strike out eight in the six innings. Uh, threw 101 pitches in the six innings. Did today... I know Judd's been out here talking Vikings with Alex Boone and Matthew Collar for the last couple hours, so it wasn't like you were studying his start, but six innings, nine base runners, three runs, eight strikeouts against the White Sox. Definitely his best start in about a month or so or three weeks, but August was a disaster, so yeah. Does today make you feel better about him as your number one starter going into a postseason series potentially a month from now?
2: I'll be quick. I just I need more. Like this is this is nice and and I I would say, well, it's the White Sox and they're not that good, but I mean he he was or he failed against Detroit last Friday, so at least it's it's a positive step. Uh, I need about three of these though against different types of teams to say yes to that. I'm apprehensive, but at least today, and he got the big lead too, which I'm sure helps a lot. But that being said, this to me is just the beginning of what I need to see for, let's say, a three-start span to start to feel good again.
4: Yeah, it's a step in the right direction, but am I convinced Jose Barrios is is back on track? I wouldn't wouldn't quite go that far yet. I'm with Judd. I need to see about three of these in a row to dispel my, my concerns because this isn't just 2019. Struggles in August and September have been an issue for Jose Barrios throughout his career. He needs to show me that he's he's shaken that at least to some degree before I'm I'm back on board and thinking Jose Barrios is
1: is back to being an ace. So, all right, if if a if a postseason series started right now, he would not be my most trustworthy starter for the Twins. Sure. Now the idea of him and the upside of him, and when he's pitching the best, clearly he's your number one starting pitcher, but. If I had to make a decision right now, even based on him pitching better today. He did pitch better today, and it makes you feel like you're going in the right direction. I'm with Judd. I want to see more. But if I had to line up my starting rotation for a postseason series against the Yankees or the Astros, this might sound crazy. My number one starter right now is Michael Pineda. Fight me. It's Michael Pineda. I can't because I said the same thing on the stage
2: yesterday. I said the same thing.
1: Now I'll put Barrios number two. I'll put him number two, but I'm starting. Michael, Michael Pineda. You for number, game one of a playoff series? Right now. We fought yes. this
2: fight yesterday. Uh, yeah. No. Well, you told me you were sort of coming around I on know, yesterday. I know,
4: because yesterday I was doubting myself. So I did what I do when I'm doubting myself. I go and ask somebody smarter than me.
2: Self-esteem, okay.
4: <laughs> I go and ask somebody who knows more than me. So today on the Glenn Perkins show, on the Score North First Place Twins show, I asked Glenn because... My my knee jerk reaction when you say game one starter for a playoff series, I say Jose Barrios. If we're playing word association game, that's that's the first name that pops to the top of my head, regardless of how he's pitched in the month of August. He's your ace. He's your horse. You ride him into game one, and if you lose, so be it. You went down. For, you you went down shooting. Okay, that was my knee jerk reaction, but I questioned it because some of the data says. No, maybe Michael Pineda. No, maybe Jake Odorizzi is a better option as your game 1 starter. So I took it to Glenn Perkins. Who knows more about baseball than me? I would assume you guys would concede that Glenn just, Perkins probably knows more about baseball I than me. I disagree. You. I
1: think I know more than he does. Okay. I, I like Perk a lot.
4: You take that up with Perk. <laughs> Perk's a great guy. And he said the same thing I did. That's your guy. That's your that's who? your ace. That's your horse. Yeah. And that's the guy who you ride into game 1.
1: And okay. if you fall and if you fall so be it. Okay, so be it. Michael Pineda, let's, go, let's just let's go down the Michael Pineda path for a second here. Michael Pineda, a couple surgeries ago, was once one of the top five or ten starting pitchers in all of baseball. Yes. And it's been an injury road to get back. He's not, he's not the same guy he was stuff-wise necessarily in 2011 or 12. But his last 12 starts, presumably fully healthy, and they've strategically rested him a couple different points this season. His last 12 starts... He has a three point oh nine earned run average. And opposing hitters are getting on base at a two eighty one clip. That's pretty damn good. That's really good. And that goes back to the beginning of June. And so it's it's less of a it's less of a knock on Barrios. It's more protect yourself. Right now. Again, he's got a month he has a month of starts to put himself back in that number one spot for me. But if I have to make the prudent decision right now, I say, Hey, good job against the White Sox. That's great. Go do it again next week and a couple more times. But if I had to make the decision right now, Michael Pineda is their best starting pitcher for the last two months or so. I absolutely fact.
2: I absolutely positively agree because I've got to give my myself as the Twins the best chance possible against my uh, potential opponent, Yankees, Astros, team like that, to get that game. And here's what I know. Here's what I think I would get right now. Pineda not going to be necessarily lights out, but I think I can get I five. Mean, I think I that's can get. I was just
4: going to say you can't ask Michael Pineda for more than five. But that's I, the right. guy you want to throw out there for game one?
2: Yes, Rami. Because why? Because the one place where we've applauded the Twins of late was to go it's get the bullpen, the bullpen. Yeah. I want to set up. Listen, in two in, in nineteen eighty seven, what I just said would make me puke all over this table. Okay, but in two thousand nineteen, I've made those bullpen trades. I've done exact right. So. Pineda gives me five, maybe six, but five, okay? The formula, and I realize that the Yankees and Astros are, are superior to Chicago, but nonetheless, the formula that played out, I believe, on Tuesday is pretty darn near exactly what you want, right? Into Dyson, into Duffy, into Romo, into Rogers. If that's the formula for me to win game one, it might not be old school conventional,
1: but boys... I'm taking it. In fact, if we go back, because I, 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 I'm mostly trying to avoid a train wreck. I'm, I'm less concerned about upside in a playoff series and more concerned about what's your floor. I think we're coming from the same place here. And Michael Pineda, go, let's, let's take those 12 starts, all right? He's gone at least five innings in all of those starts. So if I, if I, if I say, what, all right, what's my baseline criteria for game one? I want to win game one. So I just want to give myself a chance as long as possible in that game. I want five innings for sure. Six or seven will be great. Well, he's given you five innings or more in all 12 of his last starts, okay, all in, in each of his last 12 starts. Okay, then I want as few runs allowed as possible, right? Just keep five innings and as few runs allowed as possible, and then I'll figure out the rest, whether you go six or seven or I bring in Sam Dyson, whoever. All right, in those 12 starts, he's given up two runs or fewer Nine times. Nine times. So is he going seven or eight, going deep? No. Um, is he as good as Justin Verlander? No. Garrett Cole? No. He's not. Is he would he be the best starting pitcher on most playoff rotations? Not necessarily. But am I gonna get five innings and like two runs more often than not right now from Michael Pineda? Yes. See, and that's, where I, that's where that's I'm coming from. But what you're doing
4: isn't isn't fair to Jose Barrios. You're assuming best case scenario in Michael Pineda. And you're not giving that benefit of the doubt to Jose Barrios. If we're assuming best-case scenario for both pitchers, who do you want out there? I think what I'm doing— Michael Pineda, who can give you five of three runs or less, or Jose Barrios, who can give you seven-plus of three runs or less?
1: I think what I'm doing is I'm hedging against whatever the worst-case scenario is. And in the last last two months, Jose Barrios' worst-case scenario is a train wreck. Michael Pineda's is you're still in the game. So that's, that's where I'm coming from when I think about game one of a postseason series.
2: I'm tr- I, yes, I, I'm trying to manipulate this thing pitching-wise as as much as possible to get to where I want to go, knowing that I can score runs, too. But what I don't want is I don't want a Brios blow-up, and now it's 7-1 to one after 3. That's what I don't want. And by the way, what better way to reverse the curse than to start an ex-Yankee? <laughs> I mean, I'm going all in, too, on luck and all that good good stuff. But it, it would be unfair to Barrios if you were wavering. But right now I'm not. As we talked about off the top of the show, I need to see two or three more starts. Now, if we get there and he's back, then to me the conversation changes again completely. But if we're talking about the rotation as of today, with Barrios having had a miserable month of August up until today, when he was given a substantial lead against the White Sox... It might be unfair to him, but I can't worry in that case about fair. I'm worried about what can I do best to pull the puppet strings to get a game one win, and if it's ten to eight, I'll I got to take ten to eight. But I I think Pineda into if we all agree that the one thing that the Twins did at the deadline was strengthen the bullpen perhaps significantly. I guess if we all agree on that, then my question also is how can I get to that bullpen in the best shape possible? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I feel about it. All right.
4: Yeah, no, I'm still going with Jose Barrios, guys. You haven't moved me off my off my spot. Okay. I'm sticking with Glenn Perkins. I like Perk Simpl- a lot. Simply,
1: um, Perk, Perk and was, he's very good. Okay, Perk was like six beers deep when we started that show today, okay? I don't even know what. I'll take Perk six beers deep over both hey. of you guys <laughs> talking baseball. I got bad news, Rami. Rami,
2: rule of thumb, never listen to players.
4: <laughs>
2: Management and manager, never listen to players. Players always want things that you don't really want to do.
1: By the way, okay, so Alex Boone, Who's now part of Purple Daily on Tuesdays and Thursdays and was hanging out here for a couple hours? I almost came to the fair in the same outfit as Alex Boone. Went, <laughs> went the other way. Uh, <laughs> sleeveless, couple sleeveless. buttons undone. Yeah, sleeveless. <laughs> Super short shorts. Zipper done like halfway down the chair. Yeah, that would have looked good on you. Two showing everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that would have looked right. I great, think yeah. you should try that tomorrow. I might. I might
4: come out here sleeveless tomorrow. First guys. out the guns, yeah. Never
1: know. So the sun eat- is out. He went, he, he put down a couple, uh, couple 20s and, and got us two full buckets of Sweet Martha's cookies. Dude. I can confirm, that dude hasn't had a carb in like two well, years. Well, he told okay. us what
2: the plan is. So, so he, he, first he, he says, during breaks, I, I'm, I'll just go up to the side of Sweet Martha's and get the cookies. And Collar and I are like, you're going to have to wait in line, dude. There's no way that, that they're just going to allow you to blow past that. So Seth goes, okay, that's, that's okay, I'll do it. So Seth went up there. So comes What's back. He
1: gonna, okay, sorry,
2: so he comes back with two buckets, and I thought, I thought Boone would like take a couple. He doesn't. He finally goes, no, one's for you, jokers, and I'm taking one home to my four kids. <laughs> and I said, Alex, do you not want your children to sleep tonight? Because I don't have kids, but I know that if you feed them full of, uh, oh, you
4: can give it sugar to them this early in the day. They'll they'll. Actually, they'll be crashing from the shuttle right, ab- right about bedtime. He
1: said it'll work perfect. Yeah, Dude, That's we, exactly it. We get here today, so he gets off the shuttle today, and he walks in, and he goes, Hey, where can I get a? Where can I get an energy drink around here? And I'm like, it's the state fair. Like, <laughs> I, now, we did find an answer to that question. Did you guys know there's a grocery store? Yes, I did know that. Yeah, yeah we walk right past it from the shut- on the way from the shuttle. So, you, yeah, you walk. It's like in this, it's behind um, it's in an alley. the, it, yeah, it's like in a weird dark alley. And they basically sell three things. They sell energy drinks, water, and cigarettes. Like, and maybe some Funyuns or something. So we bought all of those things. And You buy some cigarettes? We're going to smoke in the 5 Did o'clock Alex hour Alex buy some cigarettes some for cookies. himself? Yeah. Some cookies and cigarettes.
2: <laughs> These are for the kids, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get them started. Those, Those kids love the Marlboros. You they really do. want yeah.
2: to put them
4: down by bedtime. You want them good the ult- and tired. The ultralights are no Nicotine, problem. Nicotine, sugar, caffeine. Give it all to them now so that come 9 o'clock in bedtime, they are out.
1: <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is if any of you guys want cookies here You're, during the seriously? break, we'll we'll give you some cookies. First of all, two days ago, You're we,
4: not. we got a bucket of cookies, and we didn't finish them, so I took them home. That night and last night, I just sat down with a cup of coffee and a bucket of cookies and Netflix and went to town. (laughs) By the time I was done doing that last night, I said to myself, I don't want another cookie the rest of this week. I do not want any more cookies. I'm all cookied out. My teeth feel like they're about to fall out of my head. And now? I show up today for Glenn Perkins. He buys a bucket of cookies. Judd's buddy Brian brings by an order of deep-fried olives. I go for lunch and get... Some awesome, awesome nachos from RC Barbecues over there. Uh, I think they're called the Hen House Nachos. And then come back to our broadcast after eating the nachos, and Alex has bought two buckets of cookies. And when there are warm chocolate chip cookies in front of me, what I said last night holds no weight no bearing whatsoever. <laughs> you, wait, wait, wait. I got a Those question. things are getting
3: eaten. Are you
2: objecting to Mackie offering to share the cookies with no, the not people today. Watch? Not oh, today. so you're not. You're not. Okay. I thought well, you were like, saying hold that on, we, don't
1: that we, we, You're saying that you don't want us to share the cookies. No, I'm saying get those
4: away from me. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to verify. eat them. Usually I will try and stop people from sharing stuff that I want to eat. <laughs> today, try and get rid of those things because I'm going to reach into that bucket as we speak. And grab a cookie because I am still 320 pounds at heart she
2: and cannot stop myself. Good I'm going to eat it right on
1: there.
2: I can't start, so.
1: Oh, my God. You, I, had, you had a nice run a couple days ago. I had, like,
2: things. eight because <laughs> I, can't, I can't do one or two. I started, and I did one or two, and I ate, like, eight. And then here's the problem. Especially when they're warm. I get oh done. Oh, God. This is so good. They taste fantastic. I get done. I literally don't feel good. Like think- My heart's racing. I feel like I'm about to I, – I was driving home on Tuesday, and I thought at one point I'm going to swerve off the road. <laughs> I was so cookied up.
1: I could have been pulled well, you know, over. Well, you know, Judd. Driving while full of sugar. We're going to come back and talk to Jason Fitz about football things, and Cheryl will join at 5 o'clock. Welcome back to the Minnesota State Fair. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app where the Twins right now, let me just check the latest here, they were up 10-3 to 3 going into the commercial break. Yeah, bottom nine White Sox are are batting right now. So 10-3, uh, to 3, Twins are going to get a sweep of the White Sox and move to 82-51 on the season. And the shirt that I'm wearing right now, the All Arise shirt, or Rami does it better the All- Arise. No. Uh, this is approved by Luis Arise. It is the official State Fair t-shirt of Luis Arise. And you can buy him Exclusively at the Scornorth merchandise booth, and all proceeds this gentleman has one right here. Right. Oh, whoa, hold on, sir, come here for a second. <laughs> we gotta com- come here. We come here. got a competition. Come on up on stage here. It's dangerous. Oh, no, R- no, come dangerous. on up here. No, Rami- we're gonna do this. Rami, Rami might be. A a have a- an set, off? set your beer down here, about sir. About to happen. Yep. Why
2: does he get to drink and take headphones? Yeah,
1: hold on a second. <laughs> all right, put the headphones on. Hold on a second. Well,
2: you know what? I'll give him five bucks, and we'll both pay. And we're going we're gonna to have a special guest judge
1: here as well. Okay. Uh, Jason Fitz from ESPN Radio. Are you with us on the phone line?
3: Dude, I'm stunned to find out you're still at the tape. I don't know how y'all are still alive. My God. I mean, I'm, I'm, no.
4: I'm, I'm on the edge, Jason. I'm not going to lie. I'm on the edge after today.
3: <laughs>
1: all right, so you, you walked into uh, – you, you didn't even know you were going to do this today, but, Jason, you're going to help judge – and Arise off Arise So the the backstory here is the twins have a rookie who's hitting like 340 his name is Luis Arise and uh, and and we are selling Luis Arise t-shirts at the fair and and we have a random a random passerby what's your name Mike Mike hello Mike is up on stage here Mike and Rami are going to go back and forth in in Arise off Now how many do we get we should set the ground rules here first I think, you get, I think you get three each. Three apiece. All right. And and Jason's going to be the judge. Okay. So we've got Rami here, and we've got Mike here. We'll start with we'll start with Rami. You should give Jason some, some,
4: some tenets on which to judge, like the rolling of the R's, or what, I don't know what else it would oh, be. Oh, man, other this is than...
3: style. No, I got this. This okay. is style. Right. I've always wanted to be <laughs> a reality. This is <laughs> ready to go. This not okay. the first
4: time Jason right. has judged a talent. Rami's stalling, by the way. You can go way. first, sir. I allow you to go first. Go ahead. All arise. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. All arise. All arise. Whoa. Whoa! Whoa! This guy's stepping up the game. All arise. Wow. All arise. Oh, oh. oh. Wow. oh that is spectacular, damn dude! I, got, I get one more, right? You get I one get more. more. All right, I'm going to stand up for this one. <laughs> Take a big deep breath. All. Oh, snap! Wow,
3: voice cracked and everything <laughs> on that one. Uh, Jason, Jason, the voice crack one, the voice cracked one went a little bit too into like Doctor, like Frankenstein, like he's alive. I like the <laughs> second to last one best. The second last, one last one's the winner for sure. All right, sir, congratulations. Thank we're, you. We're the, the good,
2: big nice today. work, long time yeah. listener. What, what was was name, name you again? Did?
4: Mike. Mike. You worked congratulations, the crowd and everything, yeah. Mike. <laughs> good job. Quite Thanks the guys. showman. Quite the showman there. Thank you very much. Man,
3: that's a big L that he just hung on me, guys. And Jason
2: Fitz like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> what no, station I'm is this? Like,
3: <clears throat> next year when you guys do this at the State Fair, there's two important questions. One, can I come? And two, yes. can we have a scale on day one and a scale on the last day? Just to be honest <laughs> with America and let everybody know how, how off the rails the entire summer went in a matter of a month in Minnesota. Not
2: not only are you invited, but I would say that you can, because we're we're up on, like, uh, a stage, a porch, you can bring your instrument, you can bring the band if you want, and we could actually have you perform up here, which would
3: be awesome. (laughs) Okay, see, here's the thing, of Like, the first show of the run would be one of those where, like, I'm jumping up and down and I'm running and, and I'm doing all the things I used to do on tour, like jumping around like a maniac, right? Yep. By the last show, I'm a sloth sitting in the chair and I'm like, I can't move anymore. I'm sorry. I just rest my violin partially on my stomach and things got out of hand. I go full job of the hut during the course of this one. time. <laughs> do you know what that's called, Jason? That's called
2: a VH1 behind the music and it'd be outstanding. <laughs> we would just need to voice over the whole thing.
3: Not, well, that, that's perfect If there's anything that the world needs It's me voiceover, voiceover Working my own documentary about weight gain So that people can also remind me My voice isn't very good for voiceover work This is spectacular My <laughs> uh,
1: Alright Jason Fitz Before we talk about football-y football things With you here uh, just, just for fun I told these guys a story the other night So I went to an Iron Maiden concert And I love 80's rock and 80's metal I was never really into Iron Maiden But It was top three most pleasantly surprised I've ever been going to a concert where I didn't have great expectations and they blew me away. What's number one on your list where you went into a concert, low expectations, and, wow, take my money, I would come back the next time?
3: Well, there's two parts to this answer. First of all, you and I might be spirit animals. My first concert ever was Kid Row and Bon Jovi. I'll never forget that night. I grew up an 80s, 80s rock fan, and I'll never forget Sebastian Bach coming out on stage. I was in Portland, Maine at the time, Scarborough, Maine, actually. And uh, he came out on stage and he said, Hello, Seattle, Washington, or wherever the bleep we are. And uh, total rock star fashion, they booed him off stage. So I had this complex the entire time that we were touring about somebody saying the wrong city, which did eventually happen in Buffalo. The wrong city was written down on our set list. And uh, one of the singers came out and was like, Hello, Cleveland, literally Cleveland of all things. Uh, I, I'll never forget that moment. Uh, but the most pleasantly surprised I've ever been, and this is going to sound like a strange answer, uh, but I'm, I'm admittedly a pop fan now. I love pop. And uh, the Backstreet Boys, the first time I went to see them, because I've now seen them multiple times, I was stunned at how good their show was. And then this will sound weird to some people. I was stunned by how bad at times the vocals were in a good way, because so many of those acts lip-sync so much of what they do. It was nice to see them come out and say, you know what, we're going to work our tails off on stage even if the vocals aren't perfect, and if that means that the show's not as good vocally, we're still going to put on a performance. They did. I was I was amazed. So that's probably the most stunned I've ever walked out of a show where I thought, holy cow, I would spend money to go see that again.
2: This brings up a great point, and as a music fan, I've always been curious about this. Who is What artist um, who you might even like did you go see live and say, wow, their voice is nowhere as good as I thought because in studio they sound good? I, I'll give you one I saw, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but I remember a few years ago was it on one of the award shows that uh, Taylor Swift sang with Stevie Nicks, and Stevie Nicks still ha- has her fastball. It, it's incredible. And Taylor Swift, who I think can write songs, her voice was not that great, but obviously in studio it sounds fantastic.
3: Yeah, and I mean, Taylor would be at the top of my list, honestly. And everybody knows that. It's not like some dirty yeah. secret. She's not a great singer. She's a great writer for the people that she writes for. And I love her new record. Uh, but just live, she just doesn't sing particularly well. You know, I think, uh, there's, uh, like that sort of, that teen pop era has a lot of those singers that you see live and you say, man, they really struggled and and frankly country's got a lot of those singers that that really struggle i've toured with some of them that you know you look back and i think you know back to even like the luke bryans of the world that he's great in the studio but when you hear him live it's just not it just for me it isn't as good you know and then it's also that's also a statement to how good some of those 80s rock bands are because if you go see whoever's the lead singer now for journey uh that that's that guy always brings it. And it's funny, I was, I was so apprehensive to go see Guns N' Roses a few years ago because I didn't want to see Fat Axel running around in leather pants. But he still sang really well, you know? So, uh, you know, I, it's, uh, it's surprising how the rock singers who take the worst care of their voice somehow are still able to crank it out every night.
1: Uh, by the way, Rami, the lead singer for uh, Journey is Arnel Pineda, and I've seen him seven times
3: in concert. Are he's you amazing. kidding me? Yeah. He's Tell amazing. me he's not flawless. We, he's we show. We played a show with... Ario Speedwagon and Journey years ago, and amazingly, Ario Speedwagon and Journey both. I stood, I stood side stage for both of them, and I just stood there stunned the entire time. That both of those yeah. guys uh, were just singing their tails off, and to think that that's not Steve Perry and sounds just like Steve Perry but better every single night now, I, it's alarming. It's amazing. How, lo- how
1: long has he been the lead
4: hey. singer for? Do you know the story? I know the. St- he was basically a this- karaoke singer
1: in the Philippines. Yeah, they right. found him on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Schoen Neil Shone called him. After scouting him on YouTube at like two in the morning, and it took three times on the phone because the first two times Arnell Pineda was like, "Stop pranking me!" Right. That's which is exactly <laughs> what I would say if I was him.
3: But how many? But how long has he been the lead singer? He had such a following over there that it actually it was sort of a rebirth for Journey. They they started selling more tickets and and you know at that time records and, and downloads and everything started selling more uh, on the and just in general. In the Far East Asia markets, all over there, because he had a following, and so it was sort of a rebirth globally for Journey. just shocking. Yeah.
1: But like, like, probably nine or ten years now, and you've seen Maybe him 10? seven times. Yeah, wow. And he—they he, just—they just, just played target field. They—they play, they play stadium still. It's amazing. Um,
3: well, yeah, because their songs are freaking
1: awesome. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Wow. Um, what do you, what do you, so we're in the, we're, football season is here, finally. We've, we've, we had Miami and Florida last weekend where the, the Gophers played tonight here in the Twin Cities. Um, what are you most looking forward to as football season starts? Either NFL, college, uh, does it, does it put a spring in your step? Because it definitely does for the three of us.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is this is the best time of the year, and I think, you know, ultimately what I look forward to, you know, the, the college football landscape is so amazing for the environment and the experience. Uh, like I've told you guys, I'm, we're launching a new show on Saturday called Countdown to Game Day. It's me, Maria Taylor, and David Pollack from the side of Game Day every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Nice. Uh, you can find it in the ESPN app and YouTube and uh, Twitter or do the digital media show front with them. And uh, the, the atmospheres are, are what I miss the most. You know, there's something special about game day and what it means to everybody. And this weekend, particularly when you talk about what I'm looking forward to, I mean, Oregon has the opportunity to make nationally a big statement about how good the Pac-12 is going to be because we're quick to sort of check them out as a conference. But if Oregon comes out and makes a statement against Auburn, it doesn't just help Oregon, it helps everybody. On the NFL side, when I think about what I'm looking the most forward to, it's sort of the, the, the question marks because, you know, as we look at the AFC, Andrew Luck actually, as much as it hurts the NFL in the short term, I think there's a moment where we can step back and say, they just made the AFC even wilder, which is great. Because yeah. you can, if you want to, you can make an argument for or against Pittsburgh, for or against Cleveland. You can make an argument if you want to be that guy that dies on the hill constantly as Tom Brady uh, going to age this year. You can try and find uh, cracks in the armor for so many of the teams in the AFC. But that means to me that we could have total unpredictability. And that's what I love about the NFL. We just, right now, as much as we think we know – A year ago today, people questioned the move of starting Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, I I look at this and say, man, who's going to rise next? That's what's what's always exciting to me about the NFL season.
2: Where does the luck news that broke on Saturday, Jason, uh, fall for you as far as since you started doing this job, or heck, as a sports fan, just absolutely out of the blue, shocking news?
3: Yeah, it it was stunning to me. I mean, I think it's probably the top of my stunning list, and I think it's, it, to me, it's laughable when people compare it to Barry Sanders. This is far more staggering because Barry Sanders didn't walk out on a roster that, and I shouldn't say walk out, didn't retire with a roster that was built to win a Super Bowl. Right now, I mean, Barry Sanders was tired of losing, was tired of getting beat up. Uh, Andrew Luck walks away from a team that I I was going to pick to be my AFC representative in the Super Bowl at the very least, and it it sort of damages a franchise. That we've just assumed has great quarterback play because they've had it for what 20 years at this point. So the Colts have been more spoiled as uh, the Colts and the Packers, both of them. I never want to hear any of their fans ever compare huh. complain about a quarterback for the next like six generations. You lost that right. So to think that the Colts are now a question mark at the one position they've been solid at with the rest of their roster is less of a question mark than it has been in so long. I mean, it just, it throws the pure logic upside down. So. Uh, you know, Andrew, look, I have no problem with a, a player doing what he needs to do for himself and looking out for himself and no problem with somebody walking away that has lost joy. But, boy, that was a stunning, stunning moment for me.
4: What have you made of the the reaction, both of, of the fans and, and the booing that night, which got a lot of the headlines, and those in the media who still, I don't know, six days after the fact are, are railing on this guy and, and calling him a quitter and calling him – Soft and and everything else in the book that 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 has come along with the retirement.
3: Yeah, I just I can't stand it. I think it's all trash. And you know there are there are people that have great resumes in the media that have said really stupid things about this to me, and uh, to come in and question. Look, we can we can talk about the timing if you don't like the timing. And my answer to the timing would be. Do we really want him not to fight as hard as he can to come back? The the Colts as an organization gave him nothing as an offensive line. They didn't give him the support he needs. Their medical staff couldn't figure out what was wrong with his shoulder. He couldn't get his body to heal the right way. Now he's got another injury that their owner made a bigger story by telling Sirius XM could be a foot bone injury when none of us even knew that. I mean, the Colts have failed Andrew Luck at every turn. And remember, NFL teams cut NFL players every single day that thought they were going to have a livelihood. So if a player loses the joy and wants to walk away, his contract pays him for what he has already done. Colts fans should stand up and say, thank you for what you've given us. We've had six years of incredible quarterback playing. We're thankful for it. You don't boo that guy in that moment. You, you boo the team because the team's what caused this in my mind. Uh, but the player, man, the player had every right to step up and say, God, I just don't love the game anymore. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the luck thing combined with Rob Gronkowski's comments, and it's just fascinating that these guys, these guys are making generation-changing money for themselves, their kids, their grandkids in their 20s, and by the time they get to be 28, 29, 32 years old, they're faced with a decision. How much do you really love football? Because you don't have to play anymore. If you don't want to play, if your kids don't want to work, you've got generational money, and, and now the decision is based purely on how much fun football is.
3: And that is, a, that is a great point and a huge reality because the NFL could be looking at a crisis where they turn into a, a college-type league. People play for four or five years, bank their money, and walk away. Why not? I mean, if you can make, as Andrew Luck did, almost $100 million just on the field, not including his endorsements, you don't love the game. Why go to work? I mean, that's a fair point. And, It should be noted, I think it was underreported this week, that for the fifth consecutive year, youth participation in football specifically dropped in America. And for the first time in 30 years, youth participation in sports overall dropped in America, largely because of that football drop. So you've got kids looking at it saying, man, maybe it isn't that fun, maybe it isn't that awesome, which will hurt future participation. And you got guys saying, man, I got my cash, I'm going to walk. This is something the NFL is going to have to figure out.
1: Yeah. That's Jason Fitz. You can find him early in the morning on ESPN Radio. And give a plug again for the Saturday morning show that you're talking about with Maria Taylor, Jason.
3: It's Countdown to Game Day. You can find it on the ESPN app on Twitter, uh, from the ESPN handle, also on YouTube where all of the stuff goes up for ESPN. And it's me, Maria Taylor, David Pollack, from 8.30 to 9 a.m. Eastern. We'll get you ready for Game Day. We're doing stuff that Game Day won't be doing. It'll be totally different, but we will be at the site of Game Day this Saturday and every Saturday throughout the college football season. And, gentlemen, if you don't post your cholesterol results after the State Fair, I don't know. We're going to have an issue.
1: <laughs> Mine are already questionable before That's the That's if state we're alive.
3: Bear, so. No guarantees. It goes through Monday. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'm praying for you, gentlemen.
1: All right, man. That's we need it. Jason Fitz, you can find him on Twitter, too, at Jason Fitz, F-I-T-Z. We'll talk next week, man. All let right, right, let's, uh, let's come back. Speaking of high cholesterol, are you ready for another fried food challenge, I really,
4: I, I'm going to do it because I'm a team player and I'm a trooper, but I am not at all you're hungry three and right one, now. But I you're 3-1. No, no, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get it again. I'm, I'm highly confident, but
1: I am seriously bogged down with everything. I... <laughs> I feel I like you feel like you're already going into this with the bad No bad no, mindset. I'm gonna, I'm going to get Defeatist. it. Sounds I'm like excuses. Yeah. Sounds like excuses. I will, get it,
4: I will yeah. get it right, but I am not hungry at all. I already went down the list of everything I've eaten today and I'm disgusted with myself. You okay. know what? Okay, we, Andrew Luck, okay. Are you we gonna, need, you need yeah. to put <laughs> us, or what? Here here's what we need. I'm just tired. I don't it's care. It's been a constant cycle of eat, digest, eat, <laughs> if digest. If you're hungry or not, tired. is
2: of a no concern. We need you to pitch the eighth because we don't
4: trust I'm the here, bullpen. I'm here,
1: man. I'm here. I'm coming out the bullpen right now, sprinting wait, out of the bullpen. Wait, has your never-ending cycle of eat, digest, eat, digest been unceasing and unrelenting? Yes. Okay. So unceasing <laughs> and so unrelenting. He said he's bogged down. <laughs> only, only Andrew Luck would use the word unceasing. Unceasing. Stanford, man. Yes. Okay, smart dude. That's a Stanford vocabulary right yep. there. All right, we'll do a fried food challenge with Rami. Cheryl Reeve is going to join us here in the next hour up on stage, Score North, live at the Minnesota State Fair. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here for all of you business owners out there. Federated is a Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna, and they have over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. They're also proud supporters of local Minnesota sports teams here and of the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. So if you want to help support local sports teams, help support our show, Federated Insurance is the place to go. It helps so much if you're a business owner to have peace of mind and to have more than just a policy, a face-to-face relationship, and a backbone of sorts. If you run into problems, you want to make sure you've got, to use a dumb sports cliche, a good defense. And that's what Federated is. You can go to federatedinsurance.com. To find out more about the industries that Federated protects, and you can also go to federatedinsurance.com to find your local Federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance—it's our business to protect yours. All right, Score North download time.
5: Declan Goff here. Check out the Score. Check out Score North at the Minnesota State Fair. We're located at Chamber Street, just west of the grandstand. Buy a t-shirt. Show us your mobile app. We'll give you a $5 t-shirt. Maybe give Judge Zolgad a White Claw. I want to make it happen this fair. We'll see if it does happen. I don't know. Twins just defeated the White Sox 10-5. Uh, to five. They swept Chicago. J. Cave with a couple Bombas. CJ Crone with a oh. Bomba. When the Twins break the Major League home oh. run record, which is oh. inevitable at this point, one lucky listener is going to win $1,000. And if the record-breaking oh, Bomba is a Grand Slam. One listener is going to win life-changing money. $50,000. Four steps. Really simple. Download the Score North app. Register. Enter through listener rewards on the menu. Watch for the Twins to break the MLB home run record, and you could have $50,000. Maybe you want to share some of that with me. That'd be awesome, but do, it, do what you will with your, with your money. All right, back to Mackie and Jed of the Fair.
1: All right. Thank you, Declan. We have a blindfolded Rami Makloff up here for the fifth day. This is Rami McLaughlin. Actually, the sixth day, right? Yeah, the sixth day of this. We skipped a day. It's yeah, the fifth it's, day of the fried so food challenge. this is the
4: fifth day. I'm three and one so far. Yeah, three and one.
1: And what foods have you, have you gone through so far in your blindfolded fried food challenge?
4: So day one was fried cheese. I got that one. Day two was fried ravioli. I got that one. Uh, day three was fried hot dish. Uh, that was disgusting, and I did not get that one. And then yesterday... I I had uh, alligator sausage on a stick. And you got mad. Yeah, I was not happy with you guys for that. But it was pretty good. It tasted like a breakfast sausage, except it was way too lean and tough, which is exactly what I would expect from alligator, which is why I didn't (laughs) want alligator. I thought it was really good. I tried it. It was good. The flavor was good. The texture was spicy.
1: I liked it. texture left much to be desired. But you got it right. I did. So we have another food item here. I am so full. In fact, he, Rami's blindfolded, Seth. You come on out here. I feel like you're setting up the defeat. No, my tongue isn't compromised. My palate is still ready to and, go. And I'll, I'll grab this because Seth's going to roll video on this. My stomach year, so is the problem. You tell me when you're, you tell me when your video is rocking and I'll, uh, right. I'll start this here. All right. This is another fried food challenge. Judd, okay. the, now Judd. Because I'm sitting across the table. We're going to have to go back to you feeding these I'll to feed Rami. I'll feed it to
2: him, but I'm going to stay out of the shot this time <laughs> so that I can't be used as a uh,
1: whatever it's called. And just so you know, there's two different kinds here, okay? Okay, which one? Two we... different
4: kinds of whatever this food item is. Point yep. to, the, point to this, the one that we want to go with.
1: Let's go with this one right here. Okay. Okay? Okay. That top one looks looks very nice. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, here it comes. So, Let me move the microphone. All right. So talk us through this here, Rami. All right. There it is. There you go.
3: What are you
4: just <laughs> I, this is not my decision. Describe, I am, describe. This is
1: not, I literally want to spit this out, whatever what? it is. Yeah, this is not good. Is it that bad? Hold on. I, I actually tried one in the back. I really enjoyed. Not going to lie. Really enjoyed. What ah. does it taste like, Rami?
3: Yeah.
1: I could see why I doesn't like it. Actually, it's. Cheryl it Reeve's like, "What are these guys doing?" She ba- here? Oh it's my she god! Just stopped. She's like, "What We're weird thing? S- we are so sorry. <laughs> what, weird- <laughs> what weird things are going on on that Wait, stage?" Cheryl Reeve comes up here, and there's a Middle Eastern man blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? And, and a host feeding him food. But besides that, everything's normal.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is voluntary. Don't worry about it, Cheryl. <laughs> they did not. They did not uh, force me to do this by any means. Um... I'm going to take the L on this one, man. I don't know what that is. Okay. It got better What's as I chewed it. I'm going to say this that it, the taste got better as I chewed it, but I don't. I don't know what that All is. Right. I'm taking
1: the L here. All right, Rami takes the L on the fried food challenge. It's a spam curd. Ugh. A spam curd. And Judd just tried the jalapeno. That's huge about, that, spam it's better. curd. No, I'm it, good, man. Good. am it, good, it's, dog.
2: It's better. The jalapeno is better than the other one. <laughs> Ugh.
1: So, was are you ranking that above or below Hot Dish on a Stick? That was slightly better than
4: Hot Dish on a Stick. Wow, really? Dish, yeah, because it, like I said, as I chewed it, it got better. Hot Dish on a Stick did not get better at any point throughout the chewing I and gotta, swallowing process.
2: I gotta say that mm. that Hot Dish on a Stick to me was far superior to the Spam curve. Whew.
4: I gotta be honest, I love both. <laughs> That's got to be the last thing I eat today, dude. So now let's let's go down the checklist one more time. Carp. After this morning, I had hard-boiled eggs and a smoothie for breakfast because I'm a healthy person. Came here. There were cookies waiting for me. Then there were deep-fried olives that your buddy Brian brought by, Judd. Brian's a gentleman. Um, and then I had the henhouse Nachos from RC's Barbecue over there, which has, like, everything on it. And then there were more cookies courtesy of Alex Boone. And now you made me eat fried Spam. I'm a disgusting person. And
2: it started last night when you sat down with a cup of coffee and 87 cookies.
4: Yeah, at least six. There was at least six Martha's cookies eaten last night in one sitting, after which I said, I don't want any more cookies ever, until this morning when there were warm cookies put in front of me. I hate myself. (laughs) They're trooper.
1: I hate Rami right now. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I appreciate it. By the way, the Twins won. The ninth inning was a bit of a struggle. They did put some base runners on. 10-5 10-5 to five was the final. Who closed out? The White Sox scored a couple runs in the, in the bottom of the ninth mm-hmm. inning off of our guy Dobnack. So oh, the story about – so Dobnack, we, we, Derek was telling us the story off microphone here. So you know, some of these minor leaguers, it's like, what's Dobnak's story to? That guy kind of came out of nowhere. Class A. Right? Started, at, I think, at Fort Myers, went to Pensacola, and then yeah. to Rochester. So, that, so he goes from Class A minor league money, and he wasn't a first-round draft pick or anything like that. Where's great goggles. He he shows up to the Twins clubhouse when he gets called up the first time, and he's wearing ripped jeans and, like, flip-flops because that's what you wear in the minor leagues, right? Mm. And so Sergio Romo told him, hey, tomorrow morning, meet me in the lobby of the hotel. Just trust me on this one. And Sergio Romo didn't just buy him, like, a pair of pants or a button-up shirt. Sure. He bought him a wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Sergio Romo bought... Randy Dobnak a, awesome. a new wardrobe and said, "You're a major leaguer now, dude. Especially now that you're going to be up all month in September because you're not going back to the minor leagues at this point." Could Dobnak just
2: ha- like it? Have, have said, "Can I just have the cash, <laughs> and I'll stay in my ripped jeans?"
4: <laughs> I love Sergio Romo, though, dude. He might be like already my favorite twin. It might have happened
1: just that fast. He's been here what three weeks? He's a huge character. That dude is awesome. Yeah, he's a character. I think you. I don't know. I. I would. I would always want the the best players over the most chemistry and those type of things. But there's something about Sergio Romo and having closed out World Series championships before and Nelson Cruz having played in World Series games before. And you're thinking about Twins versus Yankees and the 16-year terrible history of it. This team doesn't... This this team, as it's constructed, doesn't care about the 2009 sweep or the 2010 sweep where Yankees fans... In game three, up six to nothing, we're literally forming organized chants in the outfield, mocking Denard Spann. And like, this team might lose to the Yankees or might lose to the Astros, but I guarantee they think right now that they're going to bludgeon those teams in the postseason series. And I think that matters.
2: But Cruz is great, too, because guys like that and Romo as well back it up completely right now. Like, if you get here and listen, Lancelin's act wouldn't have been fun but if lance lynn had had come here last year and shoved we'd all be like okay he's sort of a jerk but well he's a good jerk yeah so but yeah i mean cruz if Cruz came here and hit 10 home runs we'd all be like well okay you really you do help the team somewhat but you don't do a lot at the plate but the guy's incredible
4: yeah we wouldn't be talking about nelson cruz's leadership and the impact that he has on the clubhouse and the rest of that team if he wasn't if right. he wasn't raking right now, you know what I mean? And Romo comes all, here. and All that all that s- all that, that stuff is secondary yep. to, to what you do out on the field. But Sergio Romo is doing it out on the field and apparently in the clubhouse. He's a <laughs> sure. shot of espresso to everybody oh, in there. Oh, it's fun to watch him. I was I was down there uh, last week for the all-arise video that I did with Luis Arise. And I was watching warm-ups, and Sergio Romo was – I couldn't see who he was playing catch with, but I could read their body language. They had their back turned to me. And they were like annoyed, but not like really annoyed. Just kind of going with going with the bit. And I looked. I was like, "What is wrong with this guy?" And I looked across from him, and Sergio Romo is holding the ball and like salsa dancing. He stopped the game of catch <laughs> to salsa dance during warmups, and he wouldn't throw the ball back
1: to his his warmup partner until the <laughs> song was over and he got his dancing. It was awesome. It's <laughs> amazing. I mean, hit like the shirt that he wore during the the. Giants parade back in like 2012 or whatever their last World Series was, 2014. Don't, what did it say? Don't deport me, I'm legal. I, I just look illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. So, uh, by the way, we should mention it one more time here, that because the Twins are, are now eight home runs or seven, seven home runs away from breaking the record. They're, they're up to 261 and 268 will be a new major league in the history of baseball, a new major league record and we've been doing these t-shirt giveaway Bomba Challenge things for every game. You know, predict who's going to hit the first Bomba. We're taking that, and we're blasting it to the moon. We're doing two things. If you can correctly predict which player will be the one to hit Bomba 268, you're entered to win $1,000. So right, right there, that's pretty cool right there. That's, that's awesome, $1,000. If that record-breaking Bomba is a grand slam, You'll be entered to win $50,000. So if it's a Grand Slam, we're giving away $50,000 to somebody. It's free to enter. You download the Score North mobile app. That's step number one. You register with your name and email. That's step number two. And then you enter. That's step number three via the listener rewards uh, button or, or link in the main menu. Bomb us away for fifty k. It might happen this weekend at this rate. Yeah, they're what, seven away now? Seven. And they play the Tigers. I was going
2: to say, they play the Tigers. It actually it might, might happen, it tomorrow, might happen tomorrow night. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's come back here live at the Minnesota State Fair. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Did Cheryl and, Reeve leave? Did, did I scare her <laughs> no, off? With, okay. The right. spam courage. He's like, I'm out.
0: I'm,
1: <laughs> no, all right, we'll come back. We'll hang out with Cheryl Reeve here right after Rami gets done telling you what he does after he's Man. done with his food coma-ing.